Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Coming up on the next Zero Joints, episode 10, the Bears are three and one heading to London across the pond where they will face the Raiders. We will preview that game, but not before looking at an incredible win over the Vikings. Yeah, things were weird. Mitch got hurt, but the defense was incredible. The offense did what they had to do, and the Bears are flying high, tied for first in the NFC North. Other features today include the Big Ten Minute, the Illini are playing the Gophers, that's amazing, Bears Fantasy Corner, and the return of See Me After Class. It's a little bit heavy this week, so be prepared. I'm not going to apologize for it. It's going to be great. Thank you for joining us. Episode 10, Zero Doinks. Buckle up. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Oh, episode 10, Zero Doinks. An unbelievable win on Sunday. We are going to talk all about it. The Bears are 3-1, and one, tied for the lead in the NFC North. This is not surprising to anybody that's paying attention to the Bears because they're amazing. Dan, how you doing tonight? How are you feeling about life? I'm feeling great. Bears look awesome they own the fucking vikings they are in their head in the holding real estate inside of all of their brains three straight wins now against the vikes right i have that right yes three straight wins and it seemed the last two times they were in uh soldier field it seemed like they're real cocky captain kirk and simmer this time they lost two in a row you know what you suck you suck we'll get to it I think first we need to hear about your experience. You were in the house in Soldier Field getting wet and dirty. Nope, that doesn't make sense. Uh, Just, yeah, how did it go? How did it go? Give us the whole lay of the land. It was awesome. Phil Sr. and I got down there as early as humanly possible. We rolled in just as the uh, the parking lots were getting open. We didn't have a clear plan, but we showed up with a cooler filled with suds and a bag of salty snacks, and we just were going to make our way to some type of tailgate at some point. We didn't really know, but that's okay. We like to fly by the seat of our pants. So we went to the Waldron deck, um, started cracking open some delicious hams, and um, throwing chips in our mouth. And and we saw across the way, we saw this beautiful bar. It was a Chicago Bears bar set out in front of a, a couple of trucks. A bunch of people looked like they were having a great time. And Phil Senior and I made our way over there, introduced ourselves, tried to find out more about the bar. Next thing you know, we're absolutely best friends. The guy running it is awesome. He's wearing a Gale Sayers throwback. He's probably nice. about 60 years old. Very nice gentleman. We met all their friends. There were a couple of Illini grads, so obviously I was immediately attracted to all of them. And it was it was incredible. Got us ramped up for the game. It got jam-packed. Like probably I'd say, I don't know if this was your experience when you were bouncing around tailgates, but I would say probably like an hour and a half before the game, 
like there was just a huge energy with the whole crowd. Yeah. Everybody started getting real ramped and and uh, it was the perfect lead in to a, a beautiful day. So that that was pregame. I don't know if you had any specific yeah, questions I otherwise. Was- I imagine that people were jazzed. It feels like we haven't had a home game in so fucking long that people just had to be ramped up. The weather held off too, right? You said it didn't rain. It was looking like it might be a little shaky. That had to have helped. Not that it would have stopped things that much, but um, I have a question. You know this this fancy tailgate, where these folks were coming from? Um, some were from the western suburbs of Chicago, okay. and some were from the from the uh, I'd say the northern suburbs, if you will, kind of by the lake, kind of you know the Weneca area and places of that nature. There was one gentleman that that Phil Senior and I were talking to for a while who was unbelievable. He went to college first at UNLV during the Reggie Theus years, so he had, he had great stories, and then he transferred to Loyola. Uh, of New Orleans and oh. uh, had all sorts of great stories about that wonderful town that you and I have been to at the same time, at least one time. And um, it, he was, he was hilarious. Like we could not get enough of him. He also had a, um, he had a, like a walkie talkie connected to his person. And it, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what, who was talking to him and what it was all part of, but he never really acknowledged it. And I wanted to ask him and I'm like, kind of like, eh, I'm just going to kind of let this go and see if he brings it up. He never brought it up. So I, I love the mystery and I can't wait to see him uh, with the next bears game that we go to. It should be the chargers game. And I will definitely hunt down that bar. So it's pretty safe to say they're there every game. That's their spot. Yes. Okay. That is spot. Right. It, it seemed like this part of Waldron deck, like everybody had almost a reserve spot. It was kind of on the yeah. the west side, and and yeah, all of these guys seemed to know each other. The there was they made incredible food at this at this tailgate, and they had somebody bringing the food around, kind of in a circle, awesome. almost like they're passing out appetizers. It was delicious. I feel like classy. I didn't. It was I feel like I did not belong. I didn't fit in because of that class. Yeah, um, you're a, you're a hobo, so you definitely didn't yeah, fit in. Exactly. I'm a total hobo. Uh, it was. You mentioned the weather before. Yes, the weather did hold off. It was it was pretty cold at first, and I only wore a T-shirt on the way down my my uh, Mac Attack shirt, if you will, where he's, nice. he's uh, or Mac Man rather, where he's he's uh, looks like Pac Man. He's eating all of the NFC North quarterbacks. Uh, so it got a little chilly. I had to buy a Bears 100 shirt, which is awesome. I'm going to wear it all the time. It was a long sleeve, and it was probably nine hundred dollars. Yeah, I was going to say not cheap at all. All right, no. so. The tailgate sounds awesome. Nice mm. work again, Bears fans. Bears. You get into the stadium. I have two very specific questions. Hit me. The first one, did you find the barrel? And the second one, beggar's pizza. Go. Okay. Uh, barrel, we did not talk about this. I meant to bring it up earlier in the day when we were texting and talking. Um, the barrel, the only barrel that I saw was by like a little whiskey stand. So I don't know if that's the one you were talking mm. about. So, they may have moved it. That's yeah, okay. yeah. So it was it was a little further from our section, a little further down. Probably I would okay. estimate like around the thirty yard line or so. Yeah. Um, that's the only one that I saw. I also was probably more lit than I realized when I when <laughs> just before the game. So that's the only one I saw. My eyes are not great. I've had glasses since I was about seven. Um, so so I might have missed it. So I saw one. It was occupied. I walked by uh, beggars pizza. Yes, it was probably, 
I think it was second quarter. I was very hungry and I grabbed a slice for Phil Senior and myself. I got cheese. Mm -hmm. It seemed like it was sitting out for a long time, but it was, but honestly delicious. Um, I would say so probably somewhere in between preseason slice that you had and your your experience in the Packers game. So by far, my reviews that could not have been more different. It went from fucking awful to the greatest slice of pizza I put in my mouth. You know what? That's probably more accurate than either review I gave. So yeah, good good on you. Thank you. Did they have the chicken sandwich? Did you, uh, did you see them slinging them it, it appeared that they did. I didn't. I did not order them. They seemed to be fully mm-hmm. stocked with all the food options. There were a ton of people there. Oh my god! Yeah. I don't know if it was like that for the Packers game, but it was jam packed in that in that uh, United Club. Is that what it's called? Um, yep. And um, a great spot. It was perfect too. Like I, I was anticipating. Okay, if it rains, at least you know during halftime we can hang out in this United Club and just chill. Yep. But didn't even need to. It was fantastic. I don't know if I told you this. I was at a concert about two weeks ago and I met a bartender there who she said she's a manager for the, like our area. And I was, I was hammered of course, cause I'm, I'm really starting to worry. I might have a drinking problem, but I immediately started lecturing her about how they didn't have the chicken sandwich for the mm. Packers game. And she was very disappointed to hear that and told me to find her at the next game. I don't recall her name or, how I will find her, but she said that was, she was very apologetic about a chicken sandwich that I didn't even want that bad uh, for Bears Packers, which feels like about three months ago. So um, I'll, I'll follow up on that and I'll keep you posted. No, that's good. I, uh, if I knew who to look for, I probably would have forgot anyway. So it's probably moot. Um, but that's, that is great. That's absolutely great news. Somebody's looking out for chicken sandwiches and Dan doinks. All right. So it sounds awesome. The experience, I was a little jealous. I wasn't there, uh, viewing the game with you or in, in the house. It looked awesome on TV. It had kind of like a gray, the gray skies. It just, it, it looked awesome. It looked yeah. great. Yeah. So why don't we just, why don't we jump into the game here? That's we, fine. We want to, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to go over. Yes. Um, Very eventful. Yeah. So Mitch, Mitch was right at the start. I mean, what's, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was weird. It was, um, yeah, hard to know how the game would have gone with him versus Chase Daniel. Obviously, it happened so early. We saw the fumble, and and it looked weird, like from where we're sitting. Obviously, it was it seemed like it was around the fifty yard line or so, right? But so we didn't get a yeah. great look. But they hustled him off and into that blue tent and pretty quickly into the locker room. It felt like so. It seemed inevitable that at the very least he wasn't coming back. Um, they didn't announce it, and the and the crowd was was pretty good like they didn't they didn't react one way or the other too strongly i would say i think everybody just kind of rolled with it and and you know chase looked in my opinion looked sharp looked totally prepared um you know picked up right away do they score i i'm trying to think back do they score on that first drive did he finish it with the pass to cohen or um no no i think it was i think it was the first drive i have a question did they show the injury on no. the replay in the stadium okay. no there was no yeah there was nothing so i didn't know if it, yeah. was, if it was head if it was wrist hand i did, I knew nothing and there was rumors behind us that um with the fans in the row behind saying that 
uh, it was shoulder, but he couldn't, but the guy didn't say if it was throwing shoulder. So I thought, Oh God, is he going to be out the year? Did he bust his, his right shoulder? Right. But um, obviously that was not the case. They showed it about a thousand times on, as, as you would expect on CBS. I mean, it was just nonstop and my dumb brain when he's twisting around, I, it took me forever to figure out which arm it was. I'm like, <laughs> is that his right one? Is that his, and he has a sleeve on his right one. So I, you think I would know. Nope. Couldn't figure it out. I'm really stupid. Well, but you're I mean, also it, at a party, weren't you trying to watch the game and, I was, and understand? It was, yeah. it was not a great viewing experience. Uh, and I was, I was drinking again, so that didn't what? help either. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seemed pretty clear right away that his arm like got, you know, kind of caught over his head. I mean, I don't know, really, yeah, you know, I'm really sure you've, awkward. Seen, you've seen it since then. It was, yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely could tell it was serious right away. Yeah. And that looked I'm, really I'm, painful. And I'm surprised. I mean, it seems like they're going to check him after the bye week, maybe. I mean, they haven't even ruled him out for this week, which is, I'd be real shocked if he, uh, he's not coming back this week. I don't know why they're even fucking around with, oh, maybe he's, we haven't ruled him out yet. I mean, he's, he shouldn't play if no. he's dinged up like that. And I, I had kind of forgotten, like they, I saw a quote from Anthony Miller. It's kind of what he battled last year as well. Oh yeah. That's his true. shoulder. So, yeah. you know, he's like, yeah, you just got to kind of tighten up that shoulder and you just got to roll through the pain. But, you know, it was, you know, I, I've struggled cause Mitch is our guy, right? Like yeah. we we're very pro Mitch. He's our long-term, you know, He's our long-term guy. We hope, we think, right. uh, and this was the prove-it year. But I, I have to admit, I, I can't lie. When Chase came in, it was like no drop-off, maybe a slight improvement. He just is relaxed in the pocket. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. He, you can tell he's comfortable in the offense. He knows where guys are at, and he, he just seems like he has some swagger on him. Like he'll hold on to the ball for a while. And it kind of, even when it looks like he's, you know, the pocket's collapsing and he'll just fling it out there. That was for sure encouraging. He's Chase Daniels, not the long-term answer, but to hold us over for a, a few weeks at least, or, you know, if this is going to be an ongoing issue all year, I mean, kudos to Ryan Pace for having the foresight to pony up some cash for an actual backup. I saw, uh, I actually mentioned it on the score this morning that Josh Allen got hurt. Did you, yeah. did you see that? You know, yeah. who came in for him. Matt Barkley, right? Matt Barkley. Yep. Yep. How awful would that be? I mean, yeah. we've experienced Matt Barkley, but yeah. I think that's what teams, you know, a lot of teams do. They're just like, we just need a dude. We just need someone to fill that spot. Right. Someone who's yep. going to run this to help, you know, run the scout team during the week. But we have a guy, an actual competent guy who can hold down the fort for a team that we just need. <laughs> I hate to say it. We need a game manager for most games. We're going to need the quarterback yeah. to help us win a game. But with this defense clicking right now, we, I mean, it, and I, I hear it on the radio. I see it online. People, you know, these fucking idiots who are like Chase Daniels way better than Mitch. Stop it. Right. Just stop it. But you know, the drop off isn't drastic at all. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, he, it, he is so comfortable, so clearly comfortable in the offense. He knows it better than, than Mitch, I would say, which is, it's not right. a slight to Mitch. He's been in it longer, you know, with, uh, with the chiefs and, and now the bears. So it totally makes sense. Obviously he's very prepared. Just 
the fact that he went in and and it, he did look so confident. You're right. It, it, it did look like he played with the swagger. Um, he knows that he, I'm sure he, it, it's got to be a little bit relaxing, so to speak, that you know that you've got that defense behind you. It's not like yeah. he's, he's going in and says, I got to score 35 if we even want a shot. Yeah. Right. Basically, it's, dude, just don't turn the ball over and you have a shot to, to lead the offense right. to a victory. Right. Um, and yes, I think I sent you a text at some point, you know, probably a, a, a hamzard, uh, hamzard <laughs> Bill Doink saying, I think I said, essentially, it almost doesn't matter who the quarterback is with this defense. And that's not totally true. That's obviously an exaggeration, but, um, but there is a little inkling of truth there. It's yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the defense. I mean, it was, that was so fun to watch live. Uh, You and I went to a game, went to the Patriots game together last year and Mac was not healthy at all. So we did not get to enjoy watching him. I, I tried to lock in on him as much as possible. It seemed like, and I haven't watched the game back. You you might have, and it I seemed did, yeah. okay. Was he getting triple team sometimes? It felt like yeah. he was getting triple team and still making an impact on some of those plays. I, I mean, I've never seen a guy. He was definitely getting double teamed almost every play, and it's and it's funny because if you know, you mostly most times, most cases, if you're getting double teamed, you're just going to send other people if you want to get to the quarterback. Uh, Pagano, I almost said Fangio. Ooh, he stinks. Ooh. But, uh, Pagano, he he doesn't have to worry about that because you could double team Mac, and you're he's still gonna get to the quarterback. He's still pushing everybody back. And the who's the left tackle for the Vikings? R- Rife, right? Oh yeah, yep. Oh my God, this is now two years yep. for him of him yep. just getting shit on and all over by Mac. But yeah, there was I think there was it wasn't a lot, and the 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 on Twitter, they kept showing the, uh, the triple team. That was a tight end chipped them. So it okay. was like a half block, but still three guys to essentially clipping him on one play and he's still getting to the quarterback. He's, he's unreal. I mean, I don't, there's no answer. There's no answer for him. No. I mean, cause, Cause once you get the backs involved, bringing him in, uh, to help on Mac or a tight end, you're taking away some, you know, you're taking away a receiver. Uh, and then that's, you know, that's, we got Floyd clicking on the other side. We've got pressure from Trevathan. I mean, yes, he's been and, unbelievable I mean, Trevathan oh, this God. year. He's been and, unbelievable. Yeah. And it's, and it's not like we're sending everybody and you can run all over us. Nobody can run on us. No, and the it, Vikings, Vikings had 40 rushing yards. That's, I mean, and, it's and, incredible. It's, it's incredible. Unbelievable. Without, the leading rusher in the league with with, leading, with Akeem Hicks, you know, possibly the best run stuffer in the league out. And, yeah. and, and we hold him to 40 and he didn't get loose. I mean, maybe once a little bit, but not really like it never, it never seemed no. like he had any room to maneuver. It was, no. that, that was so beautiful. It was awesome. And, and quiet cows. I can never say his name. Yeah. Kowski. Yeah, close holy enough. shit, that guy! He's what a like game. Jekyll and Hyde with that guy. I mean, the preseason we talked about it. He looked so slow out there yeah. a lot of times, and he looked unbelievable against the Vikings. He looked and the, fast and strong. Fast. The play that you so Dan texted oh, yeah. me the saying we didn't really see it in the stadium. The play you can describe it, but it, yeah, it, one of the one of the greatest things I think I've ever seen. Go ahead. Yeah, so so the. Uh, so the the Kwiatkowski was just rushing up the middle in between the guard and the tackle. There's sort of a lane there, and Cook came up to. I'm sure most people listening saw it. it I mean, they showed it yeah. a bunch. 
Yeah. Like Ro- Romo had an like an absolute orgasm uh, watching it back today. <laughs> it was great. So Cook just steps up and tries it, you know, to square him up. And Nick just keeps. I'm calling him Nick now because his last name shakes me up. He just shoves him like three yards back into Cousins, and it, he didn't get the sack. I think the other Nick did maybe on that play. Nick Williams. Williams, yeah. And uh, it was it was. Awesome. And I think that's a thing now for our linebackers. Trevathan last week was the fake out on the guards. I mean, we got like one special play from those guys. They don't get enough credit. You know, even last year, I felt like they didn't. uh, We don't talk about them enough on on the show. We don't. We like we take them for granted. We don't. I mean, yeah, and we're not alone. And, you know, also, who doesn't get enough credit are our our, is our secondary. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know they're awesome. But a big reason that our, I mean, there were a lot of times when cousins, there were times when cousins had some time to get rid of the ball. He just had nowhere to go with it. Yeah. So, I mean that, <laughs> and I know yeah. that they, they're incredibly frustrated and they're sort of like throwing shit around this week. I mean, Thielen was upset and cousins is thrown out an apology. What an absolute <laughs> pussy. Oh, just say, shut up, man. Just yeah. get open. My job's hard enough as it is. Me. Yeah. I know you suck cousins. Right. But don't be such a beta and fucking apologize. Grow Seriously. up, Kurt. Yeah. You stink. He you does. absolutely stink. Everybody was outwardly laughing at Kirk Cousins around our seats. Like, we were all <laughs> just enjoying what hot trash he is. And, it, and part of it, you know, the Bears defense can make almost any quarterback look stupid. But he looks so bad against us now three times in a row Nagy three and oh against Zimmer as we were, yep. we were alluding to earlier and it's just it's so beautiful to watch like you can almost see Cousins melt down as the game yeah. goes on <laughs> like it's just you know that he he doesn't know what to do almost like he, he he's out of options he's out of time even when he has a little bit of time he's so he's so shook that he he panics he abs- and I would too if I were him I'm not judging him I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't oh, do yeah. that, but yeah. I'm also not getting paid 84 mil to do what he's doing. He's got also got a great, like, uh, slow motion face. When you see him getting pulled down to the ground, he's just got, like, a dumb look on his face. Like, I'm going to be hurt. Yep. He's, it's the best. I love, I'm so glad he's, he's in our division. I, oh. you know, I hear people say that about our quarterbacks, but you don't have the same fucking defense as us. So no. shut your goddamn mouth. Um, yes, I think it's so clear that we are superior to Minnesota. <laughs> Mike Zimmer and all of them need to shut their mouths. I got I, one more sneaky great game. Uh, Pat O'Donnell, what I, he he, he was he was pinning them pretty deep. I mean that helps, especially when the offense kind of we uh, second half the offense was a little shaky. You yeah. know we uh, maybe we jump back to that, but I thought Pat O'Donnell was great. There were a few times we were he was punting. I want to say twice inside of our five, at least inside of our 10. And he boom, two kicks, you know, pretty deep back in Vikings territory. I think he's been pretty awesome this year. Yes. Yes. That's a huge help. That's a huge, huge help. Um, But, you know, I think the biggest, the the biggest thing I'm worried about right now is uh, we still can't run the ball very well. I mean, we're just not getting big gains. I mean, I guess we're chipping away at it. Montgomery had 53 yards on 21 carries. Yeah, it's that's not good enough. You know, you know, as a team, we had 72 yards. 
on 33 rush attempts. That's 2.2 a clip. That's not going to do it. And I don't know the, the, you know, the, the old line seemed to block pretty good against, you know, with the pass, even with chase in there, but man, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It seems like there's no holes for Montgomery to poke through you're welcome ooh, that was intentional but, did uh did, did pro football focus give the bears offensive line a top four grade in the, in the league I after this look. past game <laughs> there i i absolutely regret giving them any of my money for some of these <laughs> grades it is an yeah. absolute joke i didn't even look i mean it, it, i don't yeah, know I i'm sure they gave them like a real awful grade this week but I, I don't know that that concerns me, especially if we want to, you know, I went along with Mitch. That's going to be the same for Chase. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know. It doesn't it just to me, it doesn't seem like we're very creative with the run game. We're no like we have a one Cordell Cordero Patterson snap to him and he's going to run the ball. Not a lot of like misdirection and sweeps and all that. Seems like we've just gotten I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't have stats to back this up. It just feels to me that we're just running a lot of shit right in between the tackles and and not trying to open it up more. Oh, I don't know. No, it is a concern of mine too. And I've, I have no stats to uh, uh, refute what you're saying. One of my main concerns as, as it should be for all of us bears fans, it's the talk du jour is the Rokon Smith issue yeah. and, and how little there is out there to, to take a bite out of. I know the Tribune is doing some scuba dive, deep diving to try to figure out what the issue is. And and I know people are kind of all over Nagy for, for stonewalling. I, I should say people are. The media yeah. is. I don't know if fans are reacting the same way. The media is very salty at Nagy for giving him absolutely nothing, which I kind of love um in a way but right not that Nagy's making any better because it's 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 allowing for speculation but but at the same time he's protecting his guy and obviously there's something weird and nobody knows what it is like well there's no specifics at all so I don't know how concerned you are Dan um yeah let us know very very concerned it's just so weird it's so unlike anything else I mean there was speculation that he wrecked a car, but that turned out to be bullshit. Um, I, speaking of uh, media reaction, there I didn't I didn't read it, but I saw uh, on Twitter the Sun Times put out an article, and the gist of it was: if Roquan doesn't play this week, you owe the fans an explanation. They don't owe us shit. Like, no. shut up, no, you fat media fucks. I, I don't I don't know. It's I'm I'm struggling between I would like to know just to set my own expectations, but that's like a meatball reaction of who who cares if he has actual problems. It's kind of none of my business, but right. It's just so strange. We definitely need him. I mean, we're gonna get slow Nick Kowalski, Skowski. Yeah. eventually. At so some we're point. we're gonna yeah. need him out there. Um I don't know. I, I feel kind of bad for the guy because he's yeah. I, I, everyone's speculating. I mean, yeah. he's depressed or he's, right. you know, and Schefter came out and said that sources said he was acting erratic last week. Yeah. Like, but it's like, what I don't the know hell? what that means yeah, either. Right. So. I, I, yeah. To me, that's stupid also. To, I mean, Schefter's got to say what he's being told. So I, I'm not blaming right. Schefter, but, it, but that allows for even more rec- reckless speculation. The one thing that does... 
make me feel decent. I'm reading this. This is um, a reporter for uh, Monday Morning Quarterback and Sports Illustrated, Kalen Kaler. I believe we talked. Oh, this is oh, the person. Yeah. This is the person that wrote the kicker. This really stupid oh, kicker article. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I just put two and two together. But Kalen. <laughs> K- <laughs> that's great what a what a pleasant <laughs> surprise um so kaylin is kaylin a dude or a chick k-a-l-y-n i have no idea anyway doesn't matter uh kaylin said danny trevathan on if he's con- this was today danny trevathan mm-hmm. on if he's concerned about roquan smith quote i'm not as concerned as you guys are unquote and then he said other things i learned from roquan smith mystery from bears open locker room one he did not miss any meetings last week two he's at the facility today um and max said it's in-house we know he's gonna get better and we look forward to him getting back out there with us so to me yeah what does that mean he's gonna get better yeah right so it's the same it's the same stuff but i do like it makes me feel a little better today where at least the linebacking crew seems to know what's going on and they're right. There's no uh, alarms going off with them. So right. That's, that's right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, hopefully he's back. I mean, I'd like to think we wouldn't need him this week against the Raiders, but I mean, this could be what we, you know, we could kick, we could kick this to another, the next segment talking about the Raiders. I mean, they, I, I did watch them this past Sunday and they, they look good. I mean, they look, they look decent against the Colts. So, yeah. I, I think we could definitely use him. Uh, Mitch, we could probably – no reason to rush him yeah. right before the bye week. But good win. Good win Sunday. Good win. That was a good one to be at, so good work Boom. on your part. Yes. 1-0 uh, on the year, baby. 1-0. Are we lined up with our predictions? I went to go back and look. Were we – Ooh. Is this where we had him at this point? Yeah. Yes, we did. We both okay. had uh did you have him with a loss yet, actually? I know I might not have. you might not have. <laughs> I I had him losing to Denver and beating the Packers and then um yeah. bouncing back. So I, I know I had him at three and one. I am speculating on you. I I think you may have had him at four and oh though. I do. I think so too. Which yeah, is great. Far, which I that's love. All right for me. <laughs> You're not that far but, off though, honestly. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But so anyway. We're a quarter a quarter of the way through the season, right? It was Lovey Smith. Didn't he love that? Yep. Oh, first, loved first it. quarter's over. Yep. Uh, yep. Oh, can't wait to talk about Lovey later too. Oh so. yes. But yeah, good win. Good job, Bill. Thank I you. Love zero doinks. I love it too. Bears. Zero dogs. Bears see you next segment. Zero Doinks. Follow us at Zero Doinks everywhere on social media. Thank you to all of our loyal listeners that are growing by the week. We greatly appreciate it, and we love you. This is the part of the show when we look at our future opponent, our upcoming opponent, which is the Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders, uh, who are 2-2 two and two now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bears 3-1. and one. Going to London, everybody knows that. Dan, of course, did a ton of homework, a deep dive into history, and I can't wait to hear all about it. Dan, what's going on with the Raiders these days? All righty. Oakland Raiders. That's going to be pretty sweet when they're in Vegas. Are we going to go? We, I feel like we should go. Yeah, I think so. Is, I, that, yeah. is, that, next, is that next year? I think it's supposed to, but I 
I feel like there's weird stuff going on with the dates, and I'm sure Mark Davis has a lot to do with it because of his yeah. stupid hair. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like I like know this team better. I feel like I knew more of them just because of Hard Knocks, but ah. I think like half the guys on that show are either hurt or got cut. So I don't know why I feel like I have any attachment to them. Uh, but now every time I see Guy Fieri as well, I just I uh, immediately think of the Oakland Raiders. Oh, you're not a big Guy Fieri guy? I just think he smells like he looks like he smells so bad that uh, to associate him with food at all seems gross, like outside of corn dogs. So well, what do you think he smells like specifically? B.O. or the thickest B.O. I think he I look at him and I can immediately smell the inside of a cast. So that's oh. that's how I that's how that's how I feel about him. Good call. I was just gonna say like spicy hot wings, but the cast thing, I think you nailed it. Not uh, good. <laughs> all right. So yep, I don't I don't know if anyone gives a shit about this Bears head to head stuff. I get a chuckle out of it looking back. And they obviously haven't played each other a lot, but Bears are the series is tied seven seven. We're just gonna go ahead and break that tie Boom. this week in goddamn london good day mate (laughs) good night mate (laughs) that's what they say right i think so Uh, we're yeah we're pretty worldly worldly is that yep yep well traveled nfl europe all right so the (laughs) brother dave the (laughs) last sorry all right last time we played the raiders was october 4th 2015 in chicago Bears won 22-20. Robbie Gold hit a 49-yard field goal in the closing seconds. You're shaking your head yes. You remember this well. I was there with Brother Dave, oddly oh, enough. wow. Yes, yes. It was Wow, it was full weird. circle. Yep. Uh, Cutler threw for 281 yards, two touchdowns. Martellus Bennett and Eddie Royal with receiving touchdowns. Weird. That's weird. Really? They, Eddie Royal had a touchdown for the Bears? Yes. Receiving touchdown. 2015, that it feels like they've been off the team like I don't know. I know Bennett Eddie Royal especially feels like he played in like the late nineties. Yeah. I know that's not true. Uh Derek Carr played in this game, threw for hundred and ninety six yards. Good job, loser. Two touchdowns, one interception. Uh Khalil Mack had four tackles and a sack against the mm-hmm. Bears. Nice. Um, really nothing else of note on that one. I'm glad you were at that game. Were you answered? Yeah. I, I, I don't remember anything except for gold hitting that, hitting that field goal. I think we were terrible. Do you know when yeah. it was during the year? I feel like it was later, but I may be so, way off. Sorry. Uh, I don't mean to call uh, you yeah. out. No, it was October 4th. Okay. So it had been about, about now. About okay. Week oh, right. Yeah. So my memory so. sucks. It would have been pretty early. Who, I, you know, I didn't look up who was the Oakland coach at that time. Jack Del Rio. I don't know that to be Maybe. true. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's after Kiffin, right? That was a quick I think stint. So yeah, I uh, Kiffin's I'm been not a like big research five, guy. <laughs> Kiffin's been at like five colleges since then. Uh, okay, so uh, cheating a little bit here. I did last game in Oakland. Technically, it's a road game, so. We're just going to roll with that. The last time the Bears played in Oakland, specifically, November 27th, 2011, Raiders won 25-20. Hugh Jackson was the Raiders coach. Oh, gross. Uh, Yeah, he wouldn't have been the coach, I don't think, in 2015, man. Um, 
So this was the week after Cutler got injured against the Chargers. Mm. We were actually broken, decent. Broken thumb. Yeah, we were rolling. Um, yeah. So Caleb Haney came in in relief and threw three interceptions. Thanks a lot, buddy. Our uh, Johnny Knox, our old friend wow. Johnny Knox, led the game, led all receivers with 145 yards. Awesome game for him. Not bad, yeah. Palmer threw for 300 yards but did not throw a touchdown. Michael Bush was another uh, guy that I hadn't thought of in forever. He had a rushing touchdown. But the highlight of the game, Sebastian Janikowski had six field goals. Oh, God. Holy shit. Kicker talk. Oh, my God. Six. I, it's got to still be the record. I think he tied the record, technically, if I, I was reading back quickly. Oh, uh, that's so boring. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I mean, how many kick off that dirt field? Yeah. Uh, oh, gross. No, Just so gross. gross. Although I hate kickers, well documented. You do as well. Janikowski's pretty sweet. Oh, Just a fat is. ass out there swinging that fat left leg. Oh, he's he's pretty awesome. Like, I'm surprised I, that he's never gone out on the field like with a full blown cigar, just <laughs> absolutely puffing away. It's it's disappointing actually that he's he's kind of retired now, right? He's kind of. I think he's. Uh, yeah, he kicked last year, didn't he? Yeah, I think, and I think he got hurt badly and one of I don't know his hammy or something, and maybe he can't even kick anymore for all we know. I could, I had met, I always pictured the end of his career, like getting hurt, wrestling a boar or something <laughs> like that. I love it. <laughs> I just, I love the thing I associate him with is being a first round draft pick during Erlacher's draft. So it's like that dude, oh, he played yeah. for a long time. That Forever. respect, a lot of respect Forever. for Sebastian. A lot of res- uh, <laughs> yeah. RIP. Oh, he's not, the, he, that boar <laughs> killed him. Whoops. Uh, okay. So. Next is the only one and only Bears game in London, October twenty fourth, twenty eleven. So just a month ahead of that that riveting Oakland game. Um, let's see here. Bears beat Tampa Bay twenty four eighteen. I only remember this. I was at like a weird kid's birthday party, and I couldn't I couldn't hear it. And it was on like a shitty little like I want to say a tube TV. Okay. I don't know that to be true. It just pissed me off because. For some reason, I was jacked up. They were playing in London. What the fuck's my problem? <laughs> you love crumpets. That's your I problem. I guess so. I, th- I think I'm still bitter about the Revolutionary War or something. <laughs> uh, but uh, Forte had 145 yards rushing. I do remember that. He was awesome that game. Yeah. Uh, Josh Freeman for mm. Tampa Bay threw four interceptions. Awesome. Uh, Connor Barth, kicker talk. He was kicking for Tampa Bay. Uh, and the only other thing of note was Kellen Winslow caught a touchdown, and wow. I think he just recently went to prison, right? I think so. So RIP to, you know, everything fun in his life. Yeah, absolutely. He's just an absolute creep. And he actually ruined Boston Markets for me. How did that happen? Uh, you, you don't know the story about no. him uh, getting caught jerking off in a uh, parking garage? And the oh. cops came up to him and were like, what are you doing? And I believe he's, the quote was, I'm just looking for the Boston market. Wow. No, that is. Yeah, uh... we'll, have to, we'll have to, we'll have to circle back around on that and I'll yeah. get some more info. But 
I, I now always associate Boston markets. There's not a lot of them. There's one on Ogden in Downers Grove, not too far from where I live. Wait, 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 wait. Is, is that like saying I'm, I'm, you know, smacking the porpoise around? Like, is that an expression? I'm just looking for the Boston market or did he like, this is a euphemism with which I am unaware. I'm double clicking the mouse. I don't believe that was a saying. I don't, <laughs> but he, he, it, it was birthed in that moment. It's, uh, and so, uh, so whether he meant that, it, which gives two questions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, maybe wait. not two. I can't, yeah, no, I can't wait for him. I don't think Hit I have me. two questions. Hit me. I guess my only question is, did he just think of that in the moment? Was that the best thing he could come up with? <laughs> a cop comes up to you in your car and you're jerking off. Yeah. And he's like, quick, Kellen, you got to think of something. <laughs> Tell him you were searching for a Boston market. Right. right. That would probably be not even in my top 100 reasons. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, I you found one at the corner of your thigh and your taint and your nuts you know i mean what what is the it's, it's unbelievable this is oh god i love this so much what a, and if i well and if i dreamt this then even better I, i'm gonna need to go to therapy because i have a lot of problems i'm all right, this is gonna shake up the rest of the show for me this is great this is so all right great. let's let's move on before i get down another weird boston market wormhole uh, all right, so I'm going to cruise through the Raiders coaches here. Of course, John Gruden, that guy, I, I've hated worst. that. I've hated that guy for so long. I couldn't stand him on Monday Night Football, and I think I hated him more because everyone else loved him. Like, oh, he's so awesome. He knows what he's talking. About. He just kissed everyone's ass. He didn't tell it like it is. He he drove me fucking crazy, and I'm. Love seeing him be an absolute loser with the Raiders. Um, anything else to add on Dr. Gruden? No, but I'm glad that he's locked in for like a million years there. It's yeah. just, I, I just love that they were stupid enough to be the team that was going to overpay for him and get him out of the booth. And it, and it it's going to end poorly with the Raiders, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited. Uh, okay, their offensive coordinator is Greg Olson. Not uh, not the Greg Olson <laughs> I love. But, right, right. Uh, that guy, he bounced around. He's bounced around a lot, right? Uh, he was yeah. he was the Raiders offensive coordinator 2013-2014. He was with Gruden in Tampa Bay as well. Is it, was he ever a head coach? I don't I don't think he was. I feel like his name no. came up quite a bit, but never landed. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Yeah, I think he was always rumored to be an inter- interview candidate, but yeah, no, I don't think he had okay. Um Edgar Bennett is their wide receiver coach. What? what? Do you know was... Edgar Bennett? Yeah, former former Bear. Yeah, he was right? running back for two yeah. years. I yeah, don't remember. I don't. I don't remember him. I don't know why. He, uh, I remember the name, but I don't remember him specifically. He was, uh, he always killed us when he was the Packers running back. And then we signed him okay. for a bazillion dollars and he sucked really okay. hard for us. That's, yep. That, all right. Now it's coming back to me. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you, Bill. Um, <laughs> uh, offensive line coach is Tom Cable. Wasn't he, was he their head coach at one he time? Was. 
He was. He's a former Raiders head coach. He threatened to kill somebody. Do I have that wrong? Uh, he looks like the kind of guy who would, so I'm going to say you're right. Or he had some domestic violence. Oh, issues, boy. I think. You know what? Maybe. I'm getting myself in a Boston market type <laughs> corner here. So let's just move on. Uh, the tight end coach, Frank Smith. I remember him from Hard Knocks. He had a mm-hmm. real flat brim. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot. Just kind of looked like a Cali bro. Uh, but I looking through his bio, he was the Bears tight end coach from 2015 to 2017. Weird. John, Tra- Fox, John Fox here is right. Or a little bit of Tressman, maybe Tressman. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember him on the Bears staff at all. No. Dark days. Dark days. Um, yeah, so he must stink because now he's with the Raiders. And yeah, he didn't it would have been Fox. So, You're right. Yeah. It was John Fox. Fox. Yeah. Um, the uh, There's a senior offensive assistant, John Morton. I don't know who he is, but just look at his picture uh, when we uh, get off here. He he looks like he could be Nagy's older brother. They okay. look very similar. It it shook me up a little bit. So nothing else on him. Just just look that up. John Morton, senior offensive assistant. What does that mean, senior offensive assistant? That means he gets the offensive coordinator breakfast every day. That's what I think. Right? That, yes. He's older. I mean, he's I don't know. Uh, good for him. He's doing cooler shit than me. What am I saying? Uh, <laughs> The defensive coordinator is Paul Gunther. Mm. He was previously Bengals defensive coordinator. Uh, Looks pretty boring overall. I don't know. Got nothing there. Don't know him. Do you know him? No, I know the name, but no, he, he just sounds boring. Screw him. (laughs) Is he, who is the Gunther that was the AD at Illinois forever? Ron Gunther. Related, you think? Mm, it's actually not out of the question. There's a lot of footballiness okay. in the family, so it's possible, but I don't okay. know that to be true. Uh, and the only other one of note is Deuce Gruden, the assistant strength coach. Did not awesome. make an appearance on Hard Knocks. I think we talked about them before. Weird. Yeah. That guy's a total meathead. He would have been a good character, I'd imagine, but... Um... There's got to be some issue there between he and yeah. John, right? A little bit. There's got to be something I there. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna John. take it. I'm gonna go scuba diving to find that out. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Weeder. Uh, that's John's son. For anyone who doesn't know, I think we've mentioned that before. Uh, okay, that's it. That's it for the coaches. Defensive side was especially soggy. I don't know any of those people. They yeah. seem to have no connections with the Bears. Just I don't know the, the staff in general. They looked a little. They look a little shady in comparison to just overall looks compared to Vikings, like Vikings staff just looked real soft yeah. and I'm going strictly off looks of their, <laughs> of their mug shots, if you will, on the team website. Uh, all right. So roster review. Guess what, Bill? We got, an Illini? We got an Illini player. Oh man. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll know him too. Do they still, they don't still have Jihad Ward, do they? Nope. No, no. I, I'm blanking. Who, D-ta- who do they have? D-tackle. Corey Legit? Yes, Corey sir. Legit. There yeah. it is. Boom. Yeah. That, that's right. He's a good, they, yeah. he's a good they, player. I like he that is. guy. He is. Yeah. He uh, I think they signed him recently. He was... He's he's a guy who's gotten old fast, and I think he got busted for PEDs. But uh, it's fine. It's the NFL. Was he with the Chargers yep. previously? Is that right? Okay. Charger. Okay. Yeah, he's a Zook yeah. guy. One of Zook's... Zook. Because uh, he oh, wasn't, he was. Wow. A, I think he was only a, only quote unquote a three star. So that was wow. that was a good find by Zook. Good for him. 
Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> no gophers on the team, only ex-bear, Mike Lennon. Of course, we all oh, know yes. that. Yes. That giraffe neck fuck. Uh, <laughs> I think I called him giraffe knack. We'll just go with that. It's fine. Um, and then, yeah, so Derek Carr, boring. What a Ugh. jerk off. Weirdo. He's, yeah, he's got six TDs, three interceptions on the year. He actually looked decent against the Colts. Really, in that game, Raiders scored twice quickly, and then the Colts just couldn't recover. They had a chance at the end and threw a pick six. And I don't know. I, I, I have not seen the Colts play this year, but they I thought they were supposed to be good. And I've oddly enough, I've seen, I've now seen three Raiders games. That's weird. Mostly, you... be, mostly because I watched them play the Broncos because we played the Broncos mm. after that. Yep. I watched them play the Vikings because they played Raiders Vikings before Bears. Yep. And then now they they look better than they did early on in the season. They could be, they could be a little frisky. I'll say that. I mean they they didn't they don't scare me on paper, but you know, kind of what we were talking about being creative about opening up the run game a little bit. Yep. It definitely seemed like they were doing that. Um, but and J- and Josh Jacobs looks pretty damn good so far. Great. Right. Doesn't he? First. He does. Yep. He does look good, but not, I mean, nobody scares you against the bears D on the run, you know, on the ground there bears D you can stop anybody. Yeah. So you're going to have Derek Carr beat you and that's it. And they got, he, he spreads the ball around quite a bit. Um, he has two tight ends that, that he goes to quite a bit that, you know, makes me a little jealous that the Bears don't have those kind of outlets. That's right. <laughs> God damn it. But, yeah, what do you think? What What are your thoughts? Well, to me, the the uh, the big story, of course, is Khalil Mack against his old team, right? And I, I, I yeah. saw a couple things today uh, that made me laugh. The first was uh, a stat from, a, from an AP writer, Josh Dubow who said Khalil Mack has 17 sacks and 10 forced fumbles since the start of the 2018 season. The Raiders, as a as a total defense, have 18 sacks and eight forced fumbles oh, in yeah, that time. Awesome. I, I love that. And then also um, uh, Jason Lizer, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's a Sun-Times writer that, honestly, I just heard of today. Laser. Uh, Laser, thank know. you. I thank know. you. I, Maybe. I, I, made that up. I made that up. I don't know. That's fine. He said um, Khalil Mack on whether – he'll see London's landmarks this week. Khalil said, quote, I mean, they may, they may get a chance to see me. Like, that was, that's just awesome. I awesome. love Khalil Mack. I mean, he's, he's funny as hell actually. And it, yeah. like everybody said he had no personality kind of like he just, you know, he's just a football player. It's all he cares about. He is flat out hilarious. He is. Yeah. He's, I mean, I don't know what to say about him. I he's, love him. He's unbelievable. Um, yeah, any thoughts on London? You ever been? Uh, I've been. I've been briefly. I've seen the Big Ben, or not the Big Ben. I think it's called Big Ben. Uh, I've been to their Hard Rock Cafe, oddly enough, which is really oh. stupid, very touristy. I think I think <laughs> I hated the food there so much, I really just wanted like a burger. I'm uh, like, all right, I'll go to the freaking Hard Rock Cafe. I don't even care. And I bought a glass there <laughs> to prove that I was there. How stupid. Like, what was I? Like, that's what wow. I would expect people yeah. from Indiana to do. Not Indiana Bears fans, but but you know, <laughs> you're only Indiana Hoosiers fans. This has been Bill Bash's Indiana.com again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it, it's uh yeah, I've been there for a few days. I may have 
I may have just said it was one day. I think it was longer than that. Very cool town, city. It's definitely not a town. It is a giant city. Uh, I love it. I would imagine there's going to be a ton of Bears fans there, and it's going to yep. basically be a home game. I'm so glad that the game is in London, not Oakland. How about you? I, I disagree. I would love uh, I would love for the Oakland fans have to suffer through seeing Mac just mm. smashing Carr in the face. That would have been great. Uh, I imagine it's a pretty dead crowd overall uh, in London. I mean, they always show the random fans wearing jerseys from teams and, <laughs> yep. and not even just, just random teams, but like random numbers and players. Like, right. Is that the Jaguars long snapper that guy was wearing? What, That's what was funny. That? I was just yeah. picturing somebody in a Jags jersey in the crowd for <laughs> for like a Bucks Panthers game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I think normally you're right. I think this will be an exception, though, because I do think a ton of Bears fans are traveling that tailgate I was talking about earlier. I think yeah. at least half the tailgate is going. They're probably oh, there. Cool. Yeah. So um, I think if there's ever going to actually be a decent crowd for one of those games outside of, of just total attendance, like actual people that are there to watch one team, it would be yeah. this week. Yeah, that's a good call. Is this the first London game this year? I feel like yeah. it is. Yeah um so just looking at the line it opened bears minus six. Oh, this is the other thing you know typically when the quarterback goes out i mm. i was curious at, after the bears game this week i was like i'm gonna check to see if they have a line and of course they had a line so okay. mitch mitch doesn't influence that at all which kind of <laughs> bummed me out but yep um Vegas. so they opened <laughs> they opened at minus six it's ticked down a little bit. It's actually at four and a half now I'm seeing, but that that's just changed. I it's I'd say it's hovering around five. I think we should just stick with five as the line for this week. Um, let's see. How did you you're two and two on the season for picking Bears games? Yes. I'm I'm one and three. I finally got one last week. Nicely but done. Let, let's stick with Bears minus five. What are you going okay. with? I am banging the Bears minus five. I think they will win by seven. I think it'll actually be, like you said, the Raiders are a little bit frisky. Um, I think, but I do think we'll hold them off a bit between 10 and 14 for a decent amount of the game if the offense uh, shows up under Chase Daniel. Hopefully they will. So, yes, I see a seven-point Bears win. I hopefully will be three and two after this week. Dan, who's your pick? Go. Yeah, I'm going to say Bears minus five as well. I think that Chase having a full week with the with the starters is going to help. Um, maybe a little funky traveling. I think the Raiders are already there. I think I yep. saw Bears leaving Thursday. Uh, I don't think that matters anymore. With you know, I don't. None of that matters. They fly first class. They got an easy easy go out to London. London. Yeah, that's I, sounds I, I tr- right. I tried to sound cool and that backfired. I apologize, but I like <laughs> bears minus five as well. Uh, let's take a look at the over under 40 and a half right now. I don't mm. know. I don't know who in the right mind would take a bears over right at, in any point. Right. Yeah. That I, actually I, feels high. Like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oddly enough it does. Yeah. yeah. I would bang that under and probably lose. It smells like a sucker bet. Sucker bet. King of the sucker bets. I would stay away. But if you force me, I would take the under. Um, you know, I got one more. I got one more issue with um, this Bears team currently. Okay. Uh, Chase Daniel. Yes. 
my mother can't stop calling him Chase Daniels. Uh, and it's come on, really pissing me off, and I've told her that many times. And and normally I wouldn't mind her messing up a name, but my name is literally fucking Daniel. My name <laughs> is Daniel. And you know what? She named me Daniel. <laughs> Do you think that would be pretty easy to be like, oh, it's Chase Daniel? I'm not Daniels. You should know she should know that. And it's driving me fucking crazy. So we need to fix that. We need to tighten that up, Bezel. Get on, your shit Bezel. together. You are an owner now. Just, I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, did she say Elshon Jeffries too? Was she a Jeffries uh, yep. gal? Yep, mm. that's right. That's Bezel. right. It's of a certain age. I think that's what you do with a few of these names. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. It's good. This has been another Bears. amazing preview. Week five. Bears hopefully going four and one against the Raiders. Thank you, Dan, for all of your hard work. Bears. Zero Doinks. See next segment. This segment of Zero Doinks is brought to you by Stitcher Premier. Listen to some of your favorite shows ad-free with Stitcher Premier, including Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Bitch Sesh, and more. Plus, Get access to Stitcher Originals, comedy albums, and much, much more. It's only $4.99 a month or $34.99 for the whole year. But wait, because you are a loyal Zero Doinks listener, we can hook you up with a free month. How? Well, press pause on this podcast if you want. Go to stitcher.com backslash premium to sign up and use promo code DOINKS, D-O-I-N-K-S, for one month free thank you stitcher premiere for partnering with zero doinks download it do it listeners you won't regret it zero doinks we love you the big 10 minutes Bill, what's up? Uh, former line linebacker Nate Palmer here. Want to let you guys know that you're doing a great job getting your uh, getting your show off the ground. I'm sure Zero Doinks will be a big success in no time. And I want to let you know that we're going to keep this a secret that you ready? <laughs> the line are better than the Gophers. Have a great day and go Bears. Oh, man. Nate Palmer, former Illini and I think Illinois State guy, Nate Palmer, bringing some hot heat in support of Illinois gophers this week a huge matchup that our two squads are going against each other dan what are your thoughts on on nate specifically i sure uh, yeah what a jerk i don't know i don't know who who put him up to that but go to hell nate you don't know what you're talking about idiot uh but thanks thanks for uh jumping in here thanks to hams as well i don't if we've not covered that yet thank you hams um all right Big 10 minute, like you said, we are big week for our squads. We're facing each other. Illini coming into Minneapolis for homecoming. You know, all schools, uh, they usually schedule the trash teams to have homecoming against to not embarrass themselves. Uh, on the year, Bill, you are one and four. 
Ooh, Yuck. And I am sitting at two, two, and one after the Gophers uh, kind of laid down an ass kicking last week in Purdue. Uh, got a little squirrely right at the end, but they were in command the entire game. The uh, Tanner Morgan had, I think he had one incompleted pass the whole game. He was like 22 of 23. I think he broke the record for highest uh, completion percentage for just short of 400 yards. Just felt kind of weird for a Gopher quarterback to actually look decent. But uh, Gophers sitting at 4-0 and right now. Feels weird. But this week, they're given two, laying two touchdowns against the Illini. 14 points. Um, why don't you give me some Illini thoughts first? Then we'll do our picks. Well, they had a bye week, and you know what everybody in football says. If you give Lovey Smith two weeks to prepare the squad, the other team is in huge trouble. Uh, the Illini are coming in a desperate team. They are 2-2 two and two overall, 0-1 and one in the Big Ten after a rough loss to the Cornhuskers uh, two weeks ago now. Um so plus 14 is what Illinois is. You know what? I feel really good about Illinois plus 14. They matched up well with Minnesota last year. And it was Illinois smoked them. That was the most shocking thing ever. I think I, I think I taunted yep. you about it because yeah. I was like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, because it felt good. And it wasn't against you. It was more like like PJ Fleck gets under my skin and pretty much everybody's skin, but Gophers fans probably. And maybe some Gophers fans skin also. But um an actual was, gophers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh so it was more yeah, that was like their first Big Ten win in a long time. Anyway, I'm digressing. I'm taking Illinois plus fourteen and I'm feeling good about it. I think it's gonna be a good game. I'm not saying Illinois will win outright, but I'm saying they could. What do you think? Yeah, um these games with the Illini and the Gophers are Last few years have been close for the most part. And if they're not, it's because the Illini is kicking the shit out of the Gophers. So I think we've said this about every week. The Gophers shouldn't be given more than 10 points to anybody. Uh, we shouldn't be favorites on the road. And obviously they're at home. So 14 points is a pretty big jump from last week. If I were smart, I would take the Illini. But just purely because we're doing this, I'll take the Gophers. Like We can't be on the same side of this. So. Yeah. I'll take the Gophers, but unlike you, I do not feel great about it. But, you know, hopefully they keep it rolling here. I, it seems like they tighten up a bit at home, and they're going to get a little bit over their skis and ex with excitement playing the shitty Illini. <laughs> um, but I'm going to take the Gophers, and I hope they beat the shit out of them. They beat the shit out of the Illini for you, uh, for my buddy Kyle, who was also talking shit today. So fuck you, Kyle. And yeah, Gophers minus fourteen. Doing oh, stand. That's his pick. Good luck with that. You are two, two, and one, and like you said, and I am not. So uh, <laughs> you should probably actually feel much better about it than than you might. Uh, quick question: I'm sure you spent some time watching that Gophers Boilers game. Did the Boilers field look as wide as I was describing last week? Massive. It did actually look massive. Um, I don't know that I necessarily noticed it before. It's definitely something with the camera angle that makes it seem super huge. Uh, maybe it's the lack of actual fans at the games as well. Maybe that makes it feel a bit wider, but you nailed it. I mean, it was, it was massive. Okay. That's good. Uh, and also did 
Gene Cady walk with a giant drum in front of him at some point during the game as the mascot? Um, you or know, Pete, I don't know that I. Uh, yeah, what a what a lame name, Boiler. I'm Boiler Pete. Ugh, I live in the middle of Indiana. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Gene Cady. I don't. I don't know that I actually saw him. I was watching it sort of off and on. I watched most of it. I don't think I saw him, but. I'm sure that comb over was flapping in the wind. That Hall of Fame comb over. Yep, first ballot. Absolutely. First ballot. Well. Congrats, Gene. Congrats, congrats, Gene. Yeah. I thought I just turned into an Indianan, a Hoosier. A Hoosier. <laughs> yeah, I have a Hoosier. Um, that is amazing. Well, this, I think, and actually I know, has been another riveting. A riveting big 10 yeah. minute like uh five I people care <laughs> yeah exactly and two of them are sitting apart from each <laughs> other but virtually together right now uh thank you go illini beat the gophers boom zara dykes it's see me after class this week's spotlight shines on mike mulligan a yes <laughs> see me after class after class this is see me after class i won't david i won't shit stirring troll a passive aggressive tweeter and just a complete weird see me after class all right we're back we took a little break from see me after class i think it's been just one week a one week break for bill to recharge dr william doinks uh but this one's a bit a bit heavier a bit more serious but uh you know i think i think you're gonna enlighten us all so take it away dr william thank you dan that was very warm i am definitely not a doctor but thank you this week's spotlight shines on brent musburger We have all known Brent as a guy with a great voice that has popped up during big games over the years. Currently, Brent is in his second year as the radio play-by-play guy for the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are only the most recent employer of Brent. He has a long history of working in sports, whether it be CBS or ESPN or current gambling project VSIN. Without fail, These jobs end in ashy remains because Brent drops a hot cigarette into a forest and he walks away without caring about what he's leaving behind. That sounded like Dan Weeder a little bit. I apologize. (laughs) While national shows like Scott Van Pelt's late night sports center make Brent out to be America's harmless degenerate grandpa. The truth is Brent is closer to that old ass conspiratorial uncle that you try to avoid when the extended family's over passing around the Christmas goose. Let me take you back to 1968. In 68, the Summer Olympics were hosted by Mexico City, and the United States had two medalists in the men's 200-meter sprint. Anyone with a sense of history understands how tense the 1960s were, and during the medal ceremony, Americans John Carlos and Tommy Smith raised their gloved hands to the sky in support of human rights, as well as a symbol of black power at the time. You've seen the photo. It's iconic. It's controversial. It means something different to everyone who sees it now, and I'm certainly to everyone who was around to experience it as it happened. In 1968, Brent Musburger wrote for the now-defunct Chicago American. After Smith and Carlos's famous protest, 
Musburger wrote a column called Bizarre Protest Tarnishes Metals. In the article, Ooh. Musburger says, quote, One gets a little tired of having the United States run down by athletes who are enjoying themselves at the expense of their country, unquote. Musburger described Smith and Carlos as, quote, juvenile, ignoble, unimaginative, unquote. Musburger called Smith, quote, the militant black, unquote, and then typed quite the description by saying Carlos and Smith were, quote, a pair of black-skinned stormtroopers, unquote. Stormtroopers? Like Star Wars, right? Nope. Yoda wasn't fondling a lightsaber until 1977 at the earliest. Unfortunately, Brent's alluding to Adolf Hitler's Sturm Abitjung, or SA, yeah, I just dropped that, but it's true, that popped up in the 1920s. Very weird. Interestingly enough, if you listen to Carlos and Smith, you quickly learn that a large percentage of their protest was against Avery Brundage, who was in charge of the International Olympic Committee in 1952 through 1972. Brundage first became involved in the IOC in the late 1920s, and he had a great influence to allow Germany to host the 1936 Olympic Games, despite the rise of Nazism after the election of Hitler in 1933. I know this is weird. Just bear with me, guys. <laughs> Brundage took Hitler at his word that Germany would not discriminate against Jewish people during the Olympics. When Germany had zero Jewish participants in 1936, Brundage justified it by saying something to the effect of, well, historically, they haven't really had many Jewish athletes representing them, so it's not a big surprise, unquote. Well, actually, I shouldn't unquote that. That's that's me saying that more than anything. Uh, as if it wasn't bad enough, when Brundage was heading the IOC in the late 1950s, he pushed back against policymakers who wanted both white and non-white South African athletes to have access to quality facilities. You know, that whole 40-year apartheid problem that South Africa suffered from? Suffice it to say, American athletes of color were not the hugest fan of Avery Brundage, to the point where, according to an article in The Nation, athletes referred to Brundage as, quote, slavery Avery, unquote. And look, if Brent had any amount of intellectual curiosity, he would have considered this context before saying of the Olympians' protest, quote, a big question of the Olympics was what action the two militants would dramatize their protest against white America, unquote. That was Brent. Now, back to 2019, where our modern times feel, let's be honest, a little bit heightened in many ways socially, especially with respect to racial tensions. Brent's voice pours out each Sunday to NFL fans throughout the Bay Area of California, describing the action as the Raiders lose game after game under human cabbage patch John Gruden. (laughs) Good thing Brent isn't calling games across the Bay for the San Francisco 49ers, though. On October 8th, 2017, Brent said on Twitter, quote, Yo, 49ers, since you instigated protest, two wins and 19 losses. How about taking your next knee in the other team's end zone, unquote. That last line was actually kind of funny, but the sentiment is pretty weird. One month later, Brent called San Francisco the, quote, 40 kneelers, unquote. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Brent seems to hate an athlete with an opinion as much as he loves to talk gambling lines. And he has a right to his opinions, of course. But given Brent's veiled and sometimes not so veiled racial tones, I'm imagining this that 70% of the league who's African-American might have an opinion about Brent Musburger being allowed a microphone 16 days a year promoting their league. In 2012, 
reporter Dave Zirin of The Nation sat down with John Carlos, and he asked him about Brent Musburger's article and how life was for him after that 1968 article that Brent wrote. Carlos said, quote, we're talking about someone who compared us to Nazis. Think about that. Here we are standing up to apartheid and to a man in Avery Brundage who delivered the Olympics to Hitler's Germany. And here's Musburger calling us Nazis. That got around. It followed us. It hurt us. It hurt my wife, my kids. I've never been able to confront him about why he did this. Every time I've been at a function or an event with Brent Musburger and I walk toward him, he heads the other way, unquote. That's weak, Brent. I expect more out of America's degenerate grandpa, but obviously I shouldn't. All I know is when the Bears are beating the Raiders' ass this Sunday, I'm going to take extra pleasure in knowing that you are up there in the booth watching another loss from your boy Gruden. You're a good announcer and all, but you just don't seem to be that great of a guy. Brent Musburger, see me after class. Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Now we're going to kick it off with Bears Fantasy Corner, something I stink at. Uh, oh, except last week, I nailed it. I said Bears defense. I think they yes. were the top performer. Uh, uh, A-Rob was yours, right? Uh, yes. Not a big, big write-down guy of who we had. Uh, but I had Bears defense, nailed it, even though we don't have defenses in our league. But it felt good to throw out that pick for everyone. Yeah, you had a winner. Uh, A-Rob did a pretty good day, but not fantasy-wise. He, I predicted two touchdown catches. That definitely did not happen <laughs> at all. Uh, yeah. yeah, We'll see. This week, I feel like I've got a winner here, Dan. Hear me out. All right. We know every, you don't take time. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. We know the matchup. We've been talking about it ad nauseum. Bears offense... Yeah, it could be a little weird, right? You got the backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to rely on somebody, and he's going to have to rely on somebody hard. He being Chase Daniel is going to have to rely on somebody. Who is that person going to be on Sunday starting at noon? That person's going to be tight end Trey Burton. Shit! God damn it. That was going to be my pick. Absolutely. I mean, I think even if it's checking down, check down, check down, check down. I'm I'm predicting double-digit receptions. And he gets in the end zone. That's my prediction. You, you know what? I'm just going to go, you know, I'm just going to do it. Adam Shaheen. That's my click to pick. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> Adam Shaheen. Not going to have a ton of yards. Not going to have a ton of receptions. Uh, but a lot. He's going to be very loose in the red zone. Very loose in the red zone. Chase is going to find him. Big number 87. He's going to fall very violently on all four three touchdowns he's gonna get that's great that is so great uh i'm gonna say three touchdowns four receptions for a total of seven yards okay okay not on adam shaheen that's what i'm going with so love it you're welcome adam great uh all right let's do top performers from last week give me a guess two two quarterbacks and a running back wow Actually, I have four this week because there was oh. kind of a tie at three Ooh. and four. 
Ooh, tied okay. for third. That's how you actually say it. I love it. Uh, I am going to, I'm going to say Jameis Winston is one of those two quarterbacks. Is that accurate? Nailed it. Yep. Okay. He was a top one at 41.15 fantasy Whoa, point. That is tremendous. Uh, for the second one, I am going to guess I'm blanking on his name right now, but the Panthers quarterback, what's, I don't, I don't even uh, remember his no. name. Okay. No, no, Who wasn't? No. Who wasn't? Uh, Nick Chubb was second, oh. 37 fantasy points. Lamar Jackson and Rodgers tied at about 33 points. So there you go. Uh, good work, Aaron Rodgers. He probably would have been higher if he didn't throw that stupid interception at the end. And we all thank you for that, you fucking loser. Yes. I hate um, him. I hate him. Yeah. So the the worst performers of the week, there were two in the negative. Um, Case Keenum finished at negative 0.27 points Oof, i can't figure out did he actually get hurt or did they just pull him i think they you know offhand? i think they pulled him but i i okay. not a, i did not do research on that clearly yeah yeah me neither um and then this is a first for the worst performer of the week was uh on one of our rosters not oh. only on the roster was in one of our lineups oh. you know who is the winner there me Oh, I had the worst performer of the week, and he was in my lineup. Mikol Hardman, wide receiver <laughs> for the Chiefs, at what negative point six. How do you get negative point six? I have no idea. Didn't look <laughs> it up. I feel he had a fumble. Yeah, I don't know. What's that? Two fumbles. You know, I don't. He might have had two fumbles. This was a very bad fantasy week for me. Nobody cares. I am. <laughs> I am the bottom feeder in our league. So I can barely look at it. I look it up to see the stats to look this up. And I was like, fuck, I have a negative number guy. And he's in my lineup this week. Um, he's actually been okay this year. He's off and on, but my team stinks. I'm, I'm, ba- I'm getting worse. Yeah, I'm getting I, worse. I noticed that today. Look at the standings. I thought, ooh, that's, that's, a, that's a rough go for Dan Doink. And you know it's bad when you start to I – like, I start to get trade requests from – people near the top i'm like oh it feels a little early for that but like hey you looking to unload some guys uh Ooh, the vultures be, are circling yeah already circling so you know whatever how, how many offers have you gotten from sandy that are completely unrealistic none none that's when i know i'm officially dead when i'm getting them from sandy so <laughs> nice. uh yeah no but i full-blown the won't get into the story, but I'm not allowed to trade with Sandy anymore. It's my <laughs> <Yeah>. own doing. <laughs> That's right. That's fair. Uh, but I did, uh, after four weeks, track down the top performers year to date. Do you oh. want to take a stab at those three quarterbacks? I'm I'm going to guess Patrick Mahomes is one. He's number two. Number two. Oh, wow. Um, our boy, uh, Sean Watson. No, he's nope, not. He's nope, not top three no. fantasy. No. He was really bad last week. I yeah, think. that was a horrible yeah. guess. Uh, no, I'm I'm blanking. Totally All right, blanking. L- Lamar Jackson is oh, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mahomes two, and then Russell Wilson's three. Oh yeah, that's he's right. Having a good year. All right. It doesn't feel like they're very good though. No, they're pretty soggy. I'm I'm surprised. He usually gets those cheap ass fourth cheap, quarter. Cheap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got for you. Fantasy corner. I stink. Um, and I'm ready to hang it up here soon. So, you know, I guess the trade requests are, they're going to be looked at, so keep them coming. But bears defense last week. Yep. I nailed it. 
He did. You know who else you nailed, so to speak? Oh, John Lithgow. He had an incredible yes. week. He did. Did he win an Emmy? He won an Emmy last week, didn't he? For for having four, a huge head. Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> Remember that show? Yeah, I, I do. I do. It'd be great if he was still winning Emmys for past shows. <laughs> like he just won Best Actor for Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> just thirty years later. That won some Oscars, right? I, best makeup I at the very least, but yeah, best director at best. Most amount of dingleberries on a costume, probably. <laughs> I think that adds up. Yeah, John Lithgow was my sleeper last week. I'm sure he had a great week. I I should follow up with him, see how he's doing. You should. Did you ever watch Dexter? On Showtime, nope, because he was on a full season as an absolute villain. Spoiler alert, if you haven't oh. watched season four of Dexter or whatever it was in 2008, you've been nope. spoiled. Nope, didn't see it. Mur- yeah. The serial killer, right? Yeah, yeah. But a, kind of a good guy at the end of the oh. day. Speaking of serial killers, do you have any thoughts on uh, making a murderer guy? Yes, I hope that those rumors so to speak are true i hope that he is found not guilty because he is the most handsome man in america and the world needs to look at his face out in the open what are your thoughts uh i feel i feel like he did it i feel like he did it and he's where he belongs but i'm not a lawyer i don't know i'm just going off the documentary he's creepy he's He's really creepy yes um but you know, if he didn't do it, then I hope he gets out. But I feel like he did it, so why don't you stay put for a little bit? Did buddy. you did you purchase your Kia from that junkyard in Buttfuck, Wisconsin? Is that where you got it from? From his yard? Uh, I I've been told it may be from there. Uh, from the Auto Trader magazine through the pictures that I saw. Um, it's very possible, but it was too. It I. I'm skeptical because it was it was clean and it didn't smell like um, clam chowder on the inside. <laughs> Did you? Uh, fun fact for our audience: Dan used to be an an, <laughs> an auto photographer, just like the person who sadly passed. I'm not making fun of her, but Dan Dan is great with a lens in his hands. I really am not really good with uh, family portraits or landscapes but i can nail a 1998 chrysler lebaron in any lighting really so thank you for bringing that up it's really one of my passions it's funny that you mentioned lebarons that that was my first car 1996 i had a red lebaron i don't know what year it was probably 88 would be my guess i I could smell it on you i uh, my first car was a 1990 mercury cougar it was white with yeah, like a maroon interior. Fun fact about that car, the doors never really shut properly. Like you had to like lift them up because they were like too heavy for the hinges. So I would have to like in the summer, I would just leave the windows down and I would just climb in and out of the window. <laughs> it's just so like, like a goddamn Batmobile. Yeah, I kind of miss that car. I I like couldn't get rid of that car. I sold it to a neighbor. Like it was piece of shit. The Seatbelt didn't work after a while. That's a problem. The gas gauge also didn't work. Whoops. So I couldn't drive it on a highway because I had to always be near a gas station because <laughs> I would only know that when it was getting low on gas when it would start to chug. Um, 
sold it to a neighbor probably saw it for another three years after that did you, th- i love this so much did you what'd you sell it for i don't even remember i may have paid them just to take it off my hands like i felt like it just felt like uh, i you know after i moved and all that uh it was just gonna show up again That's and, so I was just, and you know what i'm gonna be honest i kind of miss it now it was i put in one of those sweet cd players with the oh, face yeah. that came off of it yep Yep. Um, which made sense because I had to leave my windows down. So <laughs> there was very easy to steal that. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah. The Mercury did you, Cougar. Did it, did you have a nickname for the car? Uh, <laughs> it, we just, I just called it the Batmobile. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Batman didn't climb in and out of the windows, right? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Um, I had a nickname for my LeBaron and it was not accurate. But um, the nickname was the Beaver Retriever. Oh, horrible! Gross. I know. I gross. was sixteen. I had a buddy who drove uh, uh, like a station wagon sort of type of car, and we called it the Stabbing Wagon. Oh, nice! Perfect. Yeah, shout shout out Lash. Good work on that, the Stabbing Wagon. Equally as classy. Yes, yes. And this um, has been Big Ten. No, no, this has been Bears Fantasy Corner. Fantasy I don't corner. even know what t- I forgot what segment we're in. This is amazing. Anything All right. Do we, yeah, I, we should just recap, right? Yes. You have, uh, who'd you go with? <laughs> oh, Burton. <laughs> Trey Burton. <laughs> Trey Burton. Tim Burton. I went with Adam, <laughs> Jim Burton, Adam Shaheen, um, John Lithgow, always yep. a sleeper. Yep. Chrysler LeBaron. Lash. Great picks. You, you can there we go. load up your lineup with those, and you will have probably 1.6 points on <laughs> Sunday night. It's going to be amazing. I, uh, I'd call this another riveting Bears fantasy corner. I don't know about you. We, we nailed it. We nailed it. Send Zero. me a trade offer, Sandy. Zero Dunks. Zero Doinks is, of course, brought to you by Ham's Beer. Another amazing episode. I'm sure the listeners will agree. Episode 10 has been fantastic. Zero doinks. I'm exhausted. We had so many amazing things to say. I I am spent. I poured my heart out. I don't know about you, Dan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think people are going to love this or leave us. Love it or leave it. Is that mm. a show? Is, is that a Golic and Wingo thing? Um, I, I can't back that up. I think it's a show on HGTV, though. Oh. No, let's love it or list it. Well, what am I talking go. about? What am I talking? Oh, love it or hey, shove it. That's what you're love thinking. Love it or the shove old it. Mike That's and it. Mike show. Yes. Yeah, love it or shove it. That's what I'm thinking of. So we might get a love it or a shove it, but um, you know, you're you're working uh, you're you're working hard with the weird circumstances on your end, right? I am just moved into a new house, so working on a lot of things in the house. So if you, the listener, have heard nature sounds in the background, I've been sitting on a porch, a screen porch, 
with crickets just apparently banging like crazy in a lot of yeah. trees around me. So I'm not going to apologize. I learned my lesson from last week. Stop apologizing. But uh, <laughs> I just wanted to fill you in now that you've listened to a lot of minutes. Um, I also wanted to say, if you felt weird with the see me after class, that's okay. Because I felt weird writing and saying it, but I feel like it needed to be said. I feel like grandpa Brent a lot of people might not know that, and I feel justified in saying such things. Yeah, I it's changed my perspective on him. I I liked that guy up until see me after class. So fuck you, Brent, you old racist bitch. <laughs> we are very much anti-racist on Zero Doink. So That's fuck true. you, man. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think this has been a good episode. You've had uh, I've been meaning to tell you this. You've had like a like a fox just sort of trolling behind your shoulder for the last 20 minutes Ooh. or so. It looks, <laughs> it looks a little horny. So be careful. Um, yeah, I think we covered a lot. We covered fantasy talk. Is it, we is covered. It John? Is it John Fox? <laughs> <laughs> just, just a, a horny John Fox just, wandering just, the streets of Western suburbia. Just hip thrusting right behind you to no one in particular um you know just covering i'm glad we covered making a murderer uh my past life as an auto trader photographer this this has been weird um it's been weird but so, fun. yeah so i'm excited for this coming weekend um i wish i was going i was i wish i was going to be in london for this game but i'm going to be uh one step ahead of that one Where? better we're going to be uh, i'm going to be at a campground a ymca campground just south of West Lafayette, Indiana, for a daughter's camp fall campout. Mm. Um, I'm very excited, and I hope this sarcasm is coming through. <laughs> I am very, very excited to be in a very smelly cabin, um, eat terrible camp food, and you know, and miss the Bears game because we got to be there to ride fucking horses. So. Thanks a lot, whoever planned that. You're fired. You're canceled. Just like Brent Musburger, you're canceled. <laughs> so uh, I won't be watching in real time, and I'm sure I'll be getting updates here and there from the other dads at the camp, but I'll be watching it later on. But, I, you know, it's maybe a good one to watch on tape, as they say. It could but, be. It could be. Yeah. So be riding horses. That's amazing. Hopefully, uh, hopefully John Elway is fantastic uh, as a uh, as a bit of a, a foal or foal yeah. horses. Is that a, is that the right word? It's like a baby one, right? Yeah, yeah. John Elway and John Fox. I don't know if he will be able to stroll across the state lines doing his uh, his horny hip thrust, but it'll be I'll be one with nature. That's for sure. Uh, I will have some hams. Speaking of which, Ooh, yes, I think I, I'm going to hold off on my hams ad this week. We're, okay. we're going to take a pause on that. So I will just say thank you, hams. You're beautiful. I love you. I will have something very sensual for you next week. Um, what are you going to do for the game, Phil? You know, this may be the first game all year that I watch as I normally might, like, you know, in a family room, hopefully fighting off distractions. I love my children and all, but they're a little too young to enjoy football the same way that I do. So it'll probably, probably be in that environs. Um, okay. But I'm not sure. I, 
yeah, I don't think I have anything going on though. So that'd be good. Good for you. Well, Thank you. if you want to take my place at this camp no. out and hang out with, um, a bunch of screaming girls, uh, elementary school girls and, and a stinky camp, be my guest. I am going to give you a hard pass. I feel mm-hmm. for you. Um, I'm miserable thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. knowing that there's a, a Bears, uh, you know, missing a, a Bears game on top of the experience that can't be that amazing. I'm sorry to say it. I'm sure the kids love yeah. it. Uh, but well, yeah, good well, luck. Why? I Let me let me just bitch a little bit more. That's about fine. This. Go for it. Go for it. Whoever is running this camp, why couldn't you have just looked at the fucking Bears schedule? Next week's a bye. Why couldn't we have done it next week? We got to do it this week and miss a game. This is fucking horseshit. Pun intended. This is this is bullshit. I mean, we're one week away from the fucking bye. The weather's not going to be that different. We could stay at the stupid campground, ride our stupid horses, shoot our stupid bow and arrows, uh, whatever we do there. God damn it. Grow up. Get your shit together. Just look at a bear schedule for me once in your fucking life. Did you, um, what's the best meal you've ever had there? Oh God, no. Well, okay. We, everyone knows the food's terrible. The group that, that we are in, we, uh, we cook out on our own. So Uh, the food is actually better there, but you have to go eat breakfast in the campground area. And it's like powdered eggs and like really gross, like hash browns. It's gross. Yeah, that it's gross. That sounds terrible. That I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm very upset. No, but... it should be. I'm not a huge egg guy in general, besides hams and eggs. Um, yeah, but I can't imagine how how bad powdered eggs in a campground where it's probably very damp and everybody's crabby. It's not. Oh, it's not it's, good. It's gross. It's gross. But you know, my kids love it. So yeah. I guess. What can, I, what can you do? Father of the year. Yeah. Doink. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward. Next week will will be a little different for us. I think we're going to try to have at least one hams and eggs uh, segment, maybe two. It's yeah. all in the works. All it in is. the works. It is. We've got hot ideas that need to be executed, but don't worry, Zero Doinks listeners. You will hopefully be satisfied by the content we are going to pump out there Boom. after another Bears win. Boom. All right. Follow us on fun. at Zero Doinks. Yep. Been fun, Bill. Thanks so much. Zero Doinks at Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks at Social Zero media. Talk Social to you media. there. Talk to you. DMs. Hit us at the DMs. Pictures. I... We'll put pictures on there. Slide. Slide right into them. Yeah. Love you. Thanks, Bill. Goodbye. Zero Doinks.